Have you ever thought about going to therapy? Maybe you have, but the stigma of it all prevented you. Or maybe you wondered how it can actually help you. Stay tuned as I'll explore all this and more on the episode. From Phil Spitek comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to Phil Spitek Podcast. That's right, dear creative. I'm Phil Svitek, and it's my mission and simultaneous pleasure to help you master mental fortitude because it takes way more than just skills and talent to succeed in the entertainment industry. Otherwise, you risk the wheels falling off the wagon, so to speak. And one of the best ways to master mental fortitude is to go to therapy. If you've been tuning in regularly to this series, you know I'm an advocate of everyone seeking therapy. But that wasn't always the case. There's a lot of stigma that's unfortunately associated with going to a psychologist. First off, many people still refer to them by the pejorative quacks. This insult, when examined, highlights this idea that only insane people seek out a mental health professional. Therefore, if you are the one looking for help, you must be insane. If you weren't, you'd just be able to pull yourself out of whatever funk you're in and move on. Clearly, that's not the case and is so, so wrong. What's worse, though, is that because of this notion that is perpetuated in society, the person who probably already feels shitty then spirals further because they think to themselves that if they can't help themselves, they must be a loser. It becomes a value judgment against themselves. I used to think this way. My whole life, I've been praised for being smart, which is all well and good, except when you can't figure out your own shit in life. That's your brain trying to comprehend its own stupidity. Then it becomes debilitating. I start to question everything around me, especially my self-worth. Allow me to showcase to you why all these myths are false and furthermore, how attending therapy can actually unlock you personally and creatively. And I don't use the term unlock lightly. I really mean it. It can unlock you. But before I proceed, I invite you to comment with any myths and stigmas you believe or have heard because I'm curious. I only scratch the surface with the ones I mentioned because I just want to get to the benefits real quick in hopes that I can alter your mind. That way you can see the positives of therapy. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to this show, I encourage you to do so right now. Thank you if you just did. All right, let's get into it. A phrase I hear from certain people that makes me laugh is, I'm self-aware. Their confident attitude amuses me because if they were truly self-aware, they'd know that they couldn't even begin to be self-aware. Science quantifies that about 12% of our brain is conscious and the other 88% is subconscious. That's far more than half. To be self-aware means you're conscious of all your actions. Clearly, that's not the case. Think about it from a practical standpoint. Do you think and tell your heart to be over and over every second? You're lying if you said yes. Your unconscious mind controls the heart, and it oversees countless other aspects of your life in the best of ways. Look at it from this perspective. Would you really want to have to expend thinking energy towards bodily functions versus your creative pursuits? I know I don't. I'm grateful that my body automatically does these vital functions without my conscious state being involved. I'm free to use my conscious mind and focus it towards my goals, my passions, and so are you. However, there's a catch. Beneath the surface, our unconscious mind controls more than just our blood flow or digestive system. It is also responsible for the core of who we are and how we act. Ever hear someone say they're just hardwired that way? I don't think it's an accidental term, do you? Our brain contains billions of nerve cells arranged in patterns that coordinate based on electrical signals. That's a very dumbed down version of it, 
but you get the idea. If you want a more fuller explanation, check out the link to a video I provided in the description box. The point being though that our unconscious mind, for better or worse, is our hardwiring. And what this means is that while we often think that we're making a conscious decision, we're usually not. We're choosing something based on a set of rules, if you will, determined by the unconscious parts of ourselves. The goal of therapy is to make you aware of these various patterns. By bringing them to light, you can begin to alter them. Or perhaps there's aspects you're happy with. Well, then you can knowingly reinforce them in your life. That's where all the talk about good habits comes into play. For more on that, check out my video why practice doesn't make perfect. In the purest form, therapy allows you to gain an understanding of yourself. It's a perspective shift which can expand your mind. It's why I believe ignorance isn't bliss. True wisdom comes from understanding and paying attention to yourself and the world around you, which is really one and the same. How you view yourself will dictate how you view your world. Expand your mind and you expand your capabilities. That's really what you're after. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. See, at no point should you look at therapy from a judgment perspective. The goal is not to stop being bad so you can be more good. It's about understanding your behaviors and coming to terms with the parts of yourself you never knew. One of the reasons many people go to therapy is to address a trauma in their life. This can be childhood trauma, it can be a painful breakup, it can be survivor's guilt, rape, you name it. Any one of those is an agonizing memory in that person's life. Therapy helps to understand that torment. Only through perceptiveness can that harmful past be released from a person's body and hopefully harnessed for positive use. Now, don't get me wrong, I would never wish for anyone to suffer in this world. And yet, I know from my own experiences that the most difficult moments in my life have brought about the happiest of outcomes, at least ultimately. It's all about how you see it and a psychologist can guide you to that. It's no woo-woo bullshit or positive thinking. There's a literal science to all of this. If you're looking for evidence and inspiration of what I'm talking about because you don't believe me, then look no further than Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It is a memoir about his time spent in Nazi death camps, sharing its lessons for spiritual survival. Frankl argues that suffering can't be avoided, but we have the ability to cope with it if we so choose to do so. We can in fact find meaning in it and move forward with renewed purpose. And hey, I don't know about you, but if a man who witnesses humanity in its most evil form can find a way to move past that trauma and find meaning, then I know I can certainly do that in my life because it's nowhere near as harsh as that. That's the wonderful thing about therapy though. It makes the seemingly impossible possible. Consider the simple notion. When you think of something and you tell yourself you can't do something, your mind will take it as fact and engrave it into your DNA. Not quite literally, but metaphorically, at least in this case. However, if instead you ask yourself, how can I do something, then your mind automatically goes into solution mode. Amazing, isn't it? See, it's all these little shifts that can unlock you. A better word for it though is tools. In life, we all need the right tools to deal with things that come at us. Therapy provides this. And believe you me when I say that we could all benefit from therapy. As human beings, we're imperfect creatures. That's okay, especially because part of being quintessentially human means we're social creatures. We need other people's input and experience to help us navigate our own lives. And there's many things that can provide that for us, whether it be friends, family, books, movies, music. That's why I create the art that I do in hopes that it serves someone else in some small way. And I'm sure it's the same for you, but therapy is ultimately a more concentrated 
focused, educated, and individual form of the above. Therapy is literally designed to help you overcome those challenges. I cannot emphasize the individual nature of it enough. Every person is different and requires different tools to overcome what might otherwise be seemingly the same problem. Which brings me to my final points about therapy. First, it's just like dating. Not every therapist is going to work for you. There's different personalities out there and you're not going to mesh with every single one. Make an effort to learn about a therapist. Interview them beforehand and ask how they best work with clients and see if it's a style that you think would work for you. Chances are, if you're not feeling it, it won't work. And like with dating, you may kiss some ugly frogs before you find your prince or princess. If you try a therapist and it's just not a good fit, then break it off. No harm, done. Secondly, there's all kinds of therapy out there. The one that I find most people think about is talk therapy, but there's so many other forms. For me, I actually go to a kinesiologist because I can't lie and withhold information. What I mean by this is if I tend to talk therapy, I know I simply wouldn't open up about what's really bothering me. Kinesiology is a form of therapy where my responses are triggered based on my muscles. My body doesn't lie. I like that. Some people like hypnotherapy. Then there's people like Dr. Stephen Small who practice quantum energetic medicine. You'd be surprised at the varying schools of thoughts and methods. In the end, the preference depends solely on you. A good resource to check out is psychologytoday.com. My final point, I really want to iterate how important I think therapy is for everyone. Have you seen all the mental health awareness campaigns? I'm so glad we as a society are finally bringing this issue to light. When I see so much violence in the world, like let's say school shootings, or the increasing number of suicides, I can't help but think how many of these instances could have been prevented with therapy. For me, therapy makes each of us more understanding, calm, tolerant, patient, etc. The world we live in is more connected than ever. Cultures and ideologies clash. We need tools to not have that happen. Even more so, the world around us is changing at lightning speed, unlike any other time in history. A vast shift like this leaves us disoriented, so of course we need help to process our environment. Therapy helps with this, so don't take it lightly. If you're not seeing a therapist already, I highly encourage you to do so. Now, if you're someone who thinks therapy is expensive and only for the rich, well, you just bought into another myth. Therapy is for everybody, and there are affordable means of getting it. Work with your health insurance carrier to see who you can go to. Mental health is part of your health, and you shouldn't skimp out on it. It's no different than how you should be getting at least one physical a year. It's preventative, among other things. Additionally, your mental health actually impacts your physical health. If you are depressed, anxious, and stressed all the time, it will take a toll on your body. You are more likely to get sick. Not only that, you'll get sick more often and in more severe ways. In my episode, Forget the Past, I mentioned a quote that goes, stress is a killer. Well, I said it then, and I'll say it again. Stress really is a killer. So it's up to you whether or not you want to let that stress consume you. Therapy provides you the alternative. It heals you. If it helps, I'm happy to talk about the benefits of my therapy sessions with you in the comments section if you have questions. So don't be shy. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope this short episode provided you with a better understanding of therapy and why it's important in your life. But don't click away just yet to another lesson of mine because I want to remind you that you can read the transcript of this episode and access other free resources on my website. Links are provided below. Also, I released a short film my friends and I made called A Very LA Birthday. It's five minutes and it would mean a lot if you checked it out. And if you happen to be a YouTuber, filmmaker, maybe a podcaster, well, guess what? I have great news. I've created an affiliate partnership with Adorama, which sells amazing equipment for all these um, different disciplines. 
And what happens is if you're looking to buy a piece of equipment, well, if you use my link in the description box, um, then you'll get it for the same price, except the benefit is I get a percentage of, the, of that sale. So it doesn't cost you any extra. Adorama makes a sale and I get a percentage. So it's a win-win across the board. Uh, so I highly encourage you to use that link if you're purchasing any equipment. Lastly, a huge thank you to the people that helped make this episode possible. If you too would like to support this show, you can either head over to my Patreon page or support some of my merch from my store. Thanks for tuning in. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media, and I'll see you next Wednesday with another one of my lessons. Bye.